I'm Spade Robinson, and this is Storyteller Therapy. Happy Thursday. I am so glad that you are here because what we're going to be talking about today is something that sort of has been coming up more and more in my circle, in my client base, and honestly, in my own life, in my own career. So we're going to be talking about today how to get out of a creative rut. I'm already going to warn you that it is not going to be super crunchy, granola, emotional work. It's going to be practical steps you can take to move yourself from this center of this rut to the other side of this rut. So I can't wait to dig in with you. I think it's really going to be beneficial. But before we get started on that, I want to check in with what you guys have been watching. Um, <laughs> you guys have been watching some interesting things. There's a lot going on. I'm hearing about musicals. I'm hearing about musicals and television. I'm hearing about what you guys are binge watching on Netflix. It's all great. One thing that I am attracted to personally, just in terms of my work, has always been dark stories, ghost stories, scary movies, horror, thriller, all of that. And for those people who are very interested in that, I think an interesting conversation that I've been having with writers lately has been how to add the emotional center or the heart into those stories. I recently revisited The Sixth Sense. As a child, I remember watching it and just being super scared, like really scared. I couldn't watch it by myself. First time I saw it, I was at my cousin's house and I could not go to sleep. And their house was like dark and big and scary. And I just, it was, I jumped literally every time there was a ghost on screen. It was terrifying. As an adult, I watched it recently and I cried through half of the movie. It works on so many levels. So if you are someone who writes scary stories, I think this is the perfect example of a movie that's centered around a strong and emotional center, but still is valid in terms of the jump scares and actually being scary, which is what you want. Except those things are tied to a clear need and want. They're tied to a clear emotional thread for our main characters. It all just works together perfectly. Here's what I want to say about The Sixth Sense. The way this film weaves its emotional center and its drama together is the fact that the rules of the world are inherently tied to the very core of our main character's need. Our main character, played by Bruce Willis, needs to find out how he failed this one patient. And the tension is... How much is he going to give to that versus how much he's going to put into his own family and his marriage, which is falling apart or seemingly falling apart. In order to do this, he must suspend his belief that he knows and understands everything. He has to relinquish that power. And in doing so, he's able to help this patient let go of his wife and move on with his afterlife, essentially. In the process, you have all these other characters with their own wants and needs. And those journeys are tied inherently to the rules of the world in a very basic emotional way. So that when the stakes rise in the supernatural world of the film, the stakes rise for our main characters emotionally. So just in case that's not super clear, when you are creating the world of your scary movie, your horror movie, your supernatural, your aliens, your sci-fi or whatever it is that you're making that's not grounded in the current reality that we all live by. Make sure that the rules of that world are closely tied to the emotional stakes of your characters. That way, you don't have to worry about trying to force heart into a sort of like cool story because they're inseparable. Let's move on to our therapy session, which 
it gives me great pleasure to jump into. Today we're going over how to get out of a creative rut. Before we talk about how to get out of it, let's just describe what it is. A creative rut is a place in your life where there is either a lack of ideas or motivation or the lack of a strategy or plan. So that sounds like the very unemotional version of it. But the heart of it is that you're in a place where you can't create. You want to want to create create or you want to create, but you're not doing it. I think the main issue here is sometimes there are so many ideas that it's hard to focus. There are so many ideas, but none of them seem good enough. You don't feel the motivation to create. You don't feel like you have the capacity or access to resources to create. You don't feel like you have the time to create. You don't feel like you have the support or you won't be able to finish if you get started. You don't think you'll have the energy or that you do have the energy right now. Well, there's so many different ways to get it done and none of them seem to be panning out or you need to get this thing done before that thing, but that thing you don't have access to. You only have access to this other thing or this other person and you just feel stuck. I get it. It feels terrible. Especially when you have a vision of where you're going, even a plan of how you're going to get there. And it just doesn't seem possible right now. And the longer you're in this place, the less and less possible it seems. Two weeks ago, we talked about banishing career envy. If that's something you haven't conquered yet, then it makes it even harder because it's almost like you're in a rut, but the world is whizzing past you and your colleagues are whizzing past you. I understand that feeling. I know that feeling. Today, we are going to get on the other side of that. My very first step for getting out of a creative rut is to first recognize that it is not going to be sexy. And when I say sexy, I don't mean that it's going to look ugly. It's going to be a lot of hard work. You're going to have to hustle. That's not what I mean. A lot of us attach this idea to motivation, inspiration, aspiration, getting out of our situation as a very, maybe sexy is the wrong word. It's not going to be romantic. We attach a lot of romantic notions to that. This is going to be the unsexiest thing you've ever done. It's just going to be, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to send this email and you're going to have a drink and you're just going to do it. It's not going to feel like you're waiting for it to feel. You are not going to experience the euphoria of inspiration pushing you forward or an epiphany that you finally got it, things finally locked together, or any more support or access to resources immediately that you feel is going to push you forward. It's not going to be any of those magical things. It's going to be a sterile, set of things that you are going to physically do with your hands, with your mind, or with your feet that will push you out of this rut. If you don't wrap your mind around that and embrace that, this is going to be very difficult. But if you're willing to do that and say, okay, I've been here for long enough. One day is long enough. Three hours is long enough. I've been here for long enough. I'm not going to be here anymore. So I'm going to do these seven things regardless of how I feel. I can feel incredibly depressed today. And within that, I'm going to do these seven things. Embrace that as just a fact that's going to happen. Try not to anticipate how you're going to feel on the other side of it. Because this entire process is about doing things regardless of how you feel. So the idea that, okay, 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 I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel better. That's not what this is. Not today. That's not what this is. In this process, you are going to do these things. You may feel the same, but you will not be in the same place. The feeling of inspiration or clarification or whatever it is that you are seeking, just lightness, will come. It is coming. 
coming. But it may not be at the end of this process. You just have to go through this process so that you can get there, okay? I don't want to set you up for something that may or may not happen. I'm setting you up to get out of your creative rut. And on the other side of that, hopefully those feelings are on their way. But this is just for your logistical life so you don't stay in this place. This is not for your emotional life so you feel better about being in this place. This place happens all the time to all of us and we have to know how to get out of it. But I can't promise you're going to feel like ice cream and cake. The confidence that comes along with knowing you're in a creative rut and you know how to get out of it will make you feel a whole lot better. That part is on you. So the second step is to then make a plan. So you decided, I'm going to get out of this creative rut also how I feel. I feel terrible today. I feel like I don't have any options today. I feel super confused today. And now I'm going to get out of it. The next thing I do is make a plan. It depends on what you are working on. So I don't think that this process is for changing your whole entire life. This is for saying I'm in a creative world with my script or my documentary or my web series or my pilot or my kitchen project. There's one thing that's going to help me get out of creative work that's going to be the impetus for shifting other things in my life. I'm I'm concentrating on one thing and I'm making a plan for that one thing. And that plan will encompass what I already know to do. I already know that I'm stuck on my screenplay and I know I started writing without without an outline. So my plan is to get an outline and then meet with my professor and then start writing pages. And so I've made a plan and it's three months. And in this plan, this is what I know helps me or this is what I know to do or this is what I have research will help. I want to be a commercial director and I have not shot anything and I don't have any money to shoot anything. Okay. Okay. I hear you. So let's make a plan. What is your plan? From what you know, you know that you'd like to shadow someone or you know that you know one commercial director and you want to take them to coffee, but you've been too embarrassed to ask. Or you know that you don't really know any commercial directors and you haven't shot anything. You know someone who knows someone or your professor has done it once in their life or you watched a ton of YouTube videos about how to do a spec commercial and you're going to approach the barbershop in your neighborhood to see if you can shoot a spec commercial for them for free or whatever your plan is, you're going to make a plan. You're going to make a realistic plan, a plan that you can do. If you're in a creative rut because you haven't made Transformers 17, you need to figure out then, okay, so what is it that is within my power to do? And then make a plan based on that. That is very step-based. I'm going to do this and then 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 this. Then I want you to set meetings. That's the third step. It's to set meetings with people who know how to do what it is that you want to do. If you've written a bunch of screenplays and you are in a creative rut on this screenplay, then what you're going to do is you're going to make a plan how to get out of it. Okay, I need to redo my beat sheet. I need to watch a ton of movies in this genre. I need to then come up with a new plot point for the second act or whatever. I need to do those things. And then after that, you're going to set meetings with people who know how to help you. You have a screenwriter in your kid class that you want to ask, can I take you to coffee? I am sort of stuck on my script and I'd love to like just turn it over with you. Is that cool? That's what you're going to do. Take as many meetings as possible with people who can help you or people who can give you some insight. The fourth step after those meetings is you are going to make another plan based on that insight. So you're going to take that first plan and the advice that you got and then you are going to revise your plan. The reason why you don't go right to the meetings and then to the plan because your plan will be all over the place because there's going to be such a diverse range of advice that you're going to get from people that 
you're not going to know where to start because everybody's going to have a different idea of how you should do it. But because you've made a plan initially, you know exactly what you need to do and you need advice on how to do that plan more effectively or who else you should be talking to or what other things you should be thinking about that you didn't think about originally for your plan. Then after the meetings, you go back and revamp your plan. You don't throw your plan out the window and change the entire structure of your plan because you already know for the most part what you're supposed to be doing. You had those meetings so that people can help you find tune your plan. So then after that, you go back and you fine tune your plan and you sweeten it and you make sure that it's geared and turned to the right place that you want it to go. And once you have that second plan, you schedule your plan with accountability, which is to say you take the plan and you break it down into actionable items and you put them on your calendar and you honor that schedule. It's one of my favorite things that I've told you, I don't know, 3,000 times already on this podcast is that when you have a plan, you then immediately put it in your calendar and you honor those things. Now that you have your plan scheduled, you need to insert accountability into that plan, which means this is what that looks like. I have a plan for my screenplay. I'm in a rut right now. I don't know what happens next. It's like I wrote half of it. It's not very good. I don't even know how to approach the second half of it. The first half is uninspired. I just feel stuck. There's a contest coming up or there's a deadline for this fellowship coming up. I don't know what to do. So then you create an actionable plan. Okay, okay, okay. I know that I have done this before and it worked or I have done a lot of research about this. This is my plan to get me out of this rut is to scrap the whole thing and start over or to really look at my outline or to rewrite an outline. Okay, so I have that plan. The second plan is I'm going to meet with a bunch of people and they're going to help me revise my plan. Okay, so I did that. Okay, so then I went back and revised my plan. And now that I put it on my calendar, I need to insert people into my life in this way so I can be accountable. These can be people you met with when you had your meetings or not. It could be your grandmother. And you say, okay, now that I have a foolproof plan that I'm going to work, I need my grandmother to call me every day at eight o'clock in the morning to wake up and write. Or my best friend, I need to take her out for drinks and be like, listen, girl, I'm not going to be able to hang for the next two months. I need you to understand that and not guilt me into this. Or your boyfriend and be like, babe, okay, so this is this is what I need. I need to be accountable. And I know when I eat a lot of carbs, I don't get any work done. Could you just like help me keep me accountable for like what I'm eating? Once you schedule that out, then you make sure that you schedule, insert in your calendar these conversations that need to happen in your writers' groups. Like, can we add another week in February, please? I need it. You schedule these conversations so that accountability, the accountability that you in particular need in a unique way, is set up for your full proof plan. That way, not only do you know exactly what you're going to do, but you have cultivated a situation around yourself so that this happens, that the people in your life are on board with this happening, that they're supporting you in a way that you need. It might even be a conversation with your boss. I don't want you to think I'm phoning it in or I'm distracted. I just want to let you know that this is what's happening on my end. It won't last very long. I'm not going to need to leave early, but I will need to leave on time for three weeks for this reason. And you might have to schedule that meeting and it may be uncomfortable, but you can do this. I know you can do this. So after all of that is over, you should be ready to push yourself out of this creative rut that you're in. If you need any help or any support, please contact me. I am happy to walk you through this because at the end of the day, when you're not creating, your voice is missing in the field and you have a lot to offer and to say and to bring to the table. We need you to be out there making work. We can't afford you can't afford for you to be out of the game, okay? For a 
update, I just want to let you guys know that I am still accepting screenwriters for my mini consultations. They're 20 minutes long. That is an appointment that you can set through the link that I'm going to put in the show notes. That time is set for us to talk about what's happening with your screenplay and what's holding you back from getting where you want to go with it. So we'll talk about that. It's something that even in a short amount of time, I find is pretty beneficial for screenwriters. So if you want to schedule that appointment, again, the link will be in the show notes. If you guys have any questions, I'll also add a link where you can contact me and ask me questions. Also drop me a line about what you've been watching or what you've been reading. I'd love to hear what screenplays you're reading as well. I often find that that helps screenwriters as much or more when it comes to preparing for their work. Okay, here's your homework assignment. If you are in fact in a creative rut, I want you to go through each and every one of these steps. This is not a small homework assignment that I want you to do in two days. I want you to go through each and every one of these steps and then tell me how it goes, okay? All right, that's all I have for this week. I will see you guys next week. Bye.